If you'd like to spend some time with real people with a real heart for God, we welcome you to visit us at Harvest Church in Alexandria, Virginia. Our Sunday morning services are held at 1030, and our Family Night Fellowship takes place on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Come experience God's awesome, life-changing power as we worship in His presence, fellowship with one another, commit to discipleship, and share God's love through evangelism. For more information or directions, visit HarvestNova.com. That's HarvestNova.com. Well, you're probably wondering what all this is. And um, I joked earlier that we were having a yard sale, but uh, we probably need to. Make me an offer. We'll see what happens. No, I'm kidding. But um, I'm starting a brand new sermon series today. And the title is Baggage. Unloading the Unnecessary. We have it up there on the screen for you. Baggage. Unloading the Unnecessary. You know, uh, you know this. If you, how many have flown lately? Okay, so many of you have. We have. And, uh, you know, baggage fees are a big deal, right? We, we, we try and fly southwest when we can because you get up to two bags free. And, but some airlines, man, they sock it to you. And, and, uh, and if a bag's overweight, we got... Oh, my wife packed that one. Okay, that's full. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I don't know about you, but... I always end up taking too much stuff on a trip. Any of you do that? And I tell my, yes, thank you, one honest person. I, you know, I tell myself, okay, next time, I brought too much stuff this time. Next time, I'm going to really pack light. Next time comes. Well, what if the weather's, what if it's cold? What if it's, you know, what if my clothes get dirty? What if I play with my grandson and get dirty? Any other, so I take too much. And, and, um, you know, we have our, our, our main suitcases here, uh, you know, a carry-on bag, and uh, 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 my briefcase, I always have to take my briefcase, because you never know, work never ends, and, uh, you know, and, and other things, uh, 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 you know, an overnight bag, and uh, it's, but it can be too much, you know? And I think that's a picture of life sometimes. We carry around way too much stuff often. And it weighs us down. And there are things in life, there is baggage in life, emotional baggage, um, you know, intellectual baggage, relational baggage. There's just baggage. We carry around things in life that God didn't intend for us to have to carry. And so, uh, this is an introductory message today. Uh, it's a message I've, a passage I've actually preached from before, but I, I wanted to preach it today because it sets the tone for this series. In coming weeks, we'll talk about different kinds of baggage that we carry around in life that God didn't intend for us to carry and we can let go of. And I trust it'll be a blessing to you if you're here today or watching online and you sense in your spirit, hey, I'm carrying around too much baggage. I'm, there are things that are weighing me down that, that are unnecessary. Well, this series is for you. Baggage, unloading the unnecessary. And the passage I want to 
uh, begin with. The message I want to begin with today is found in a familiar portion of Scripture, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through verse 30. Jesus speaking says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The title of this first message of this series is Traveling Light. Traveling Light. And uh, we're going to look at what Jesus said to do to make sure that we travel light. Time Magazine noted back in the 60s, expert testimony was given to a Senate subcommittee on time management. They predicted that advances in technology would radically change how many hours a week people worked. They forecasted that the average American would be working uh, 22 hours a week within 20 years. That's a laugh, isn't it? The great challenge, the experts said, don't you love to hear experts weigh in? The great challenge, the experts said, would be figuring out what to do with all that spare time. Well, all these years later, after major advances in technology, how many of us are wondering what to do with all that spare time on our hands? Our world has become the world of the Red Queen of Alice in Wonderland, who said, now here you see it all... It takes all the running you can do to keep in the same place. If you want to get somewhere else, you must run at least twice as fast as that. <laughs> that seems to be true, doesn't it? I wonder how many of us feel that way. I want to give you a quiz, a fill-in-the-blanks quiz, okay? And you're all going to get 100, all right? Complete the following sentences. I'm ready to throw in the towel. I'm at the end of my rope. I'm just a bundle of nerves. My <laughs> Somebody getting spiritual at us. Okay, that's good. My life is falling apart. I'm at my wits. I feel like resigning from the human race. You know, I don't know if it's good or bad that we can all complete those. <laughs> but it means we probably all felt those sentiments at one time or another. Why is that? Because we're carrying too much. We're carrying too much. Now, understand, Jesus said in this world you, ha you will have tribulation. We're not saying here that life should be totally carefree. We never have a worry, never have a problem, because Jesus didn't say that. He said, in this world you will have a tribulation, but what's the other part of that? Can you complete that? But take heart, I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. So yes, we do carry some burdens. We do carry some weight, but we shouldn't carry more than God intends for us to bear. And that's the point of this message today. So for the next few minutes, I want to answer the question, how can you lighten your load as you travel through life? Anyone interested in that? How can you lighten your load as you travel through life? The first way you can do that is to look to Christ. 
Look to Christ. Sounds so simple, doesn't it? Jesus said, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. Come to me, he said, those of you who are working uh, with no end in sight and you're burdened down uh, with cares and struggles. Jesus said, come to me. It's so simple, and yet we so many times do everything but look to Jesus, don't we? We look to this. Sometimes we, we you know, I, I, we made a, a, you know, fun of the expert's prediction on how technology would make life easier. But we look to technology, and, we, and I love technology. I'm a, I'm a technology geek, okay? I love it when it works. Uh, but, but, you know, we, we look to that. We, we think, you know, if I accumulate a certain amount of wealth, life will be easier, you know, and... Uh, I've even fallen into the trap. Well, you know, if we, just, if we were just a mega church, you know, if we had just had about 500 people, boy, my life would be a lot easier. And deep down, I know that's not the case. It would probably be twice as hard. There's, what's that saying? Be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. Right? And so we, we turn to all these other things and, and, and relationships and pleasure and all these things. And, and, you know, we can, we can uh, kind of forget about our problems sometimes. You know, people turn to, to, to you know, uh, alcohol and, and drugs and other, other pursuits. And, and, and we, we think that's going to dull the pain and that's going to help me escape. And, you know, that may work for about, you know, 30 minutes or an hour or so. But, but when you come down from that and when, you're, when, when that you know, that, that high or that escapism passes, things are as bad or worse than they were before. Because the only true way to lighten our load is to look to Jesus. He will take so many unnecessary things off our plate if we will look to him. He will help us carry the load. Uh, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall not hunger. He who believes in me shall never thirst. In John uh, uh, 6.35, if you're thirsty, he'll satisfy you. John 7.37-38, now on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, if any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Uh, John 5, 39 through 40, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life and it is these that bear witness of me and you are unwilling to come to me that you may have life. Jesus said, come to me. Jesus said, look to me. You know, we are so used to people and companies and, and entities in this world making promises that they can't keep. You ever have somebody uh, in your life who talks a good game, and or you 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 deal with a company, you know, uh, you hire a company to work on your house or something, and, and and the contractor, and boy, the reviews on Yelp were pretty good, you know, and and so and they talk a good game, and we have this problem, this problem. Oh, I can handle it. No problem, no problem. Okay, and 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 uh, and and boy, you, you you do your due diligence, but sometimes, not all the time, thankfully, but sometimes it's just like, man. You talked a good game, but you don't deliver. Anybody ever have experiences like that? We all have. Well, Jesus said many, many times, I just read you a few of them, come to me. Look to me. Turn to me. And you know what? He never fails 
to deliver. I've never heard anyone say, I looked to Jesus and he failed me. I looked to Jesus and he let me down. He will never let you down. He will never fail you. He will never fail to intervene. When we turn to him with our whole heart, when we look to him, he will uh, intervene on our situation. I don't mean he'll make all your problems go away. I don't mean he'll turn uh, life into a bowl of cherries. I don't mean that. But what I do mean is he will be with you. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He will lift, help you lift your burdens. He will bring you through to the other side of your trial. How many know what I'm talking about this morning? Who are you looking to? Where are you looking to lift your burdens today? What, what are you looking for to, to what are you trying to, to use to ease the pain in your life? Your pain will never get eased. Your burden will never get lifted until you look to Jesus. Until you say, Lord, and, and there, are, there could be some here today or some watching online. Uh, maybe some will watch this recorded video a long time from now. I don't know. But you may be hearing my voice today and you may say, Pastor Tim, I've tried everything else and I, I, I know that uh, Jesus has a call on my life. I know that he's put his finger on my life, that he's given an invitation to me and, 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 and I've, I've just not been willing to completely turn my life over to him, completely to look to him, and uh, I'm done. I've, I've come to a conclusion. I can't lighten my own burdens. I can't solve my own problems. I need to look to Jesus. Look to me, Jesus said. Look to him. Where are you looking to today to lighten your load? I want to encourage you. If you're not born again to receive Christ as your Savior, that's the first step. But even for us who are Christians, we, we can likewise fall into the trap of looking at other things. Look to Jesus. Turn it over to Jesus. It's too big for you. You've tried everything else. Say, Lord, I'm turning this over to you. And, and, and we, we have to sometimes be emphatic about it. You know what I mean? Not to convince him, to convince us. That I'm really doing, I'm really doing, I'm, 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 really, I'm really getting rid of some of this baggage, Lord. I'm turning it over to you. Look to Jesus. What's the second thing we need to do to lighten our load as we travel through life? It's this, link with Jesus. Link with Jesus. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke. What's he talking about? Well, uh, you may know that a yoke was a wooden instrument uh, that would connect two oxen together who were working a field. And, uh, and, and, and you know, carpenters would build them and uh, they would, uh, you know, load two oxen into it around the, the neck area. And so uh, th th they would join them together. And um, Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. What does he mean by that? Well, you see, the world wants to yoke us to its system, to its way of thinking, to, to its uh, materialism and its values. Jesus said, instead of being yoked to the world, take my yoke on you. Link with me. You know, there's the, you know, there, there are so many social media sites. One of them is, is LinkedIn. Any of you, you know, for, for professionals? I, I guess anyone can, can join on it. But 
people where professionals link. And, and when you connect with someone, you're linked in, you know, or really any social media. And Jesus is saying, link with me. Link with me. Stay, stay close to me. Um, the, the, the yoke in, in the New Testament is used in many ways. It, it's used in one way of man's religion, man's ways, man's system. Let me tell you, I don't need to tell you, church, our, our, our world, when we, when we think it can't get any more perverse and any more um, debauched than it already is, we're surprised every day, aren't we? And the world wants to yoke us to its way of thinking, to its system. In contrast, Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. And he said this, he said, my yoke is easy. What that, what that really means in the, in the original language, it would better be translated, my yoke is well fitted. My yoke fits you. When you're linked to me, that link will be fitting to you. How many know we're all different? Right? And not just in the way we look, although that's true, but we're different in the way we think. We're different in the way we express ourselves. Why? Because God, you know this, God made us unique. We're all different. And we relate to the world around us in different ways, don't we? Some people are audible learners. Some people are visual learners. That's why we put sermon notes on the screen. And, 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 and we, we approach the world and interact with the world and with other people in different ways. Do you know what? Jesus knows that. Our creator should know that, shouldn't he? So he says, my yoke is well fitted to you. When, when you link with me, I will relate to you. I will have a relationship with you in a way that's fitting to the way I made you. Isn't that awesome? I imagine some yokes didn't fit some of the oxen too well. Maybe they got, you know, irritation marks around the neck. I don't know. I'm not a farmer. Jesus said, my yoke is, is well-fitted. My yoke is suitable to you. Which yoke would you rather be attached to? The yoke of the world? That's not well-fitted, doesn't care. The world says, conform to us, right? I just saw there's a bill, there was an attempt to put a similar bill uh, forward in Virginia last year. There is a bill now going through the California Assembly uh, that would make it a crime for parents not to affirm their children's gender, preferred gender identity. A crime, and parents would lose their children by not affirming a, 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 a gender transition. That's the world saying, you yoke to our system, you yoke to our values, and if not, we're going to punish you for it. Jesus' yoke isn't like that. Jesus says, yoke with me. My yoke is well fitted. My yoke is fitting. What does the yoke speak of? I believe it speaks of three things. First of all, it speaks of relationship. Jesus is saying, be with me. Spend time in my presence. Do you know that Jesus longs... We, we, we preached last week about seeking God, being God-seekers. Jesus longs for you and I just to be in his presence, to be near him. Say, well, Pastor Tim, we're in church. What, what are you talking about? It's not just coming come to a building once a week. 
It's about walking with him. It's about talking with him. It's about, uh, people used to say, practicing his presence. You ever hear that expression? Just walking with God. You're in your car, you're on the subway, you're at home, have a quiet moment. Just, just, just start talking to Jesus. Just, you know, and some people call that, uh, you know, Joey Behar said that's mental illness. I disagree. We can talk to Jesus. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you for this day. Lord, I love you. Lord, here's what's on my heart. Lord, what do you want to say to me today? You'd be surprised the impressions that will come into your spirit as you filter out the distractions for a few minutes and just spend time in his presence. A yoke speaks of relationship. Be with me. The Lord wants, Jesus wants to be with us. You ever been in, in, a, in a place with a group of people and you get the feeling they don't want you there? I mean, that's horrible, isn't it? And if at all possible, unless you're somehow obligated to be there, if at all possible, you find some reason to go. I don't want to go where I'm not wanted. The Lord Jesus wants to be with us. Yoke speaks of relationship. It also speaks of direction. Two animals that were yoked together had to go in the same direction. And when we're yoked with Jesus, we're, we're moving in the direction that he wants our lives to go. Now, the problem comes sometimes because we want to go in our own direction, right? There is a way that seems right to a man, the scripture says, but the end, uh, in, in the end, the, that way leads to destruction. The well-fitted yoke of Christ causes us to go in the direction he wants us to go. See, if I'm spending time in his presence, if I'm walking with Jesus, and, and I, there's a, there's a, phrase that having the mind of Christ you know when you hang around somebody you get to know how they think right husbands and wives you become mind readers it seems why because you're so familiar you know them when when we're when we spend time with Jesus when we're yoked to him when we're linked with him we 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 we, we understand the mind of Christ and a situation comes up and, 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 and we're tempted to go a certain way and, and the mind of Christ within us because we spent time with him, we're linked to him, says, no, that's, as a Christian, that's not for me. And so it, it, it will move us in a, in, a, in a direction. Thirdly, the yoke speaks of cooperation. You, you, you work with somebody. Did you know there's there a phrase in, in a few places in Scripture, the Apostle Paul used that we're co-laborers with God. Co-labor. Think about it. That's pretty profound, isn't it? Because, I mean, God is God and we're little puny human beings. And yet, God calls us his co-laborers. We work with him. Isn't it awesome? We can work with Jesus, God the Son. We can, and so a yoke speaks of relationship, direction, and cooperation. And... Uh, Boy, sometimes we just are determined to go our own way. Jesus says, link with me. What, you know, there was, um, years ago, there was a book called In His Steps. Any of you ever read that book? It's a classic. And it, it was, uh, yeah, and uh, it was a group of people in a town, God-fearing people. Uh, they decided that they would approach life by asking before they took any action, what would Jesus do? We know back, when, when was it, the 90s or the 2000s, there were the WWJD, the what would Jesus do bracelets. I think it was more 
fashion than uh, something that was moving people, although I hope in some cases it did. But, you know, we could dismiss that as a fad, but there's something to that. What would Jesus, what, what does Jesus in me think about that course of action or that direction? And so that, that, something profound like that takes place when we're linked with him. My yoke is easy, it's well fitted, and he said my burden is light. Not going to weigh you down. Link with Jesus. I want to be linked with him. I want to be closer to him today than I was yesterday and closer tomorrow than I am today. Can we make that a determination, Lord? I want to link with you. That's how we travel light through life. And what's the, what's the third way we lighten our load as we travel through life? It's to learn from Jesus. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Learn from me. In other words, follow my example. Learn from me. And he says, I'm gentle. What is gentleness? Gentleness is strength under control. Do you know who who sometimes in life can be the harshest people? Religious people. Right? Right? Pastor Tim, I know some non-religious people that are pretty, yeah, I understand that. But if we're Christians, we should know better, right? And I've often said, nobody can, nobody can, can have conflict and fight like church people. So some, some, some of that laughter tells me, you, some of you have experienced the wrath of church people. And some of you heard me say this. The reason why is we, we not only fuss and, and have conflict and argue with people, we get spiritual about it. The Lord wants us to go this way. It's code for, I think we should go this way. You know? And so, uh, you know, but, but Jesus was gentle. Strength under control. And um, my, uh, my 18-month-old grandson... Um, my, my daughter is teaching him. They have a dog. His name is Elf. And, uh, and, and he looks like a horse. He's, he's like this big. He's massive. But he's the most gentle animal I've ever seen. I mean, right? He, he's just... And uh, little, little Levi will, uh, you know, boys will be boys. He likes climbing stuff and hitting stuff. And he will just sometimes go to town on, on Elf, and Elf's never snapped at him, never, thank God. And uh, Lauren, will, she'll do FaceTime calls with us, and she'll tell little Levi, gentle, gentle. And he's, he's got it pretty good. He's, you know, but, but Jesus is gentle. And he says, I'm gentle and humble in heart selflessness. Again, Jesus is the example. Hum- humility. Being humble. And that's hard for us sometimes. We all have pride. I have it. I admit it. And it gets in the way sometimes, doesn't it? Jesus said, learn from me. Learn from him. Um, one day a farmer was plowing his field, went with a team of, uh, with a, plowing his field with a team of oxen 
the man noticed that one of the animals was a little bigger than the other one, so he asked him about it, and the farmer's response was interesting. He said, the big animal was an older animal that was well-trained, and the smaller one was a young animal that was new to the oak. Uh, and so he asked the farmer, why did you put them together like that? And the farmer said, well, it's like this, the older ox is the best ox I have ever had. He knows the way around the field. The reason I put the younger one with him is so that the older, more knowledgeable ox could teach him how to plow. If I never put them together, the younger one would never learn. By himself, the younger ox would pull himself to death, but together he learns to cooperate with the, the uh, strength of the older ox. We can learn a lot from being yoked to Jesus. Learn from me, for I am gentle and humble. And um, one thing I'm finding as I get older, rapidly as I'm getting older, the years go by quick, don't they? The older you get, the more gray you get, the faster the years go. Um, the one thing I'm finding out is what I don't know. It's like almost, come on, almost daily is a revelation of what I don't know and what I thought I'd... I, I wish you could have met me when I was in my early 20s. I was brilliant. <laughs> I knew it all. Anybody else was like that at that age? Yeah. We were. What happened? Did we get dumber? No. We just learned what we didn't know, that we thought we knew. Never too old to learn. We can learn from him. And I, and I think it's a great prayer to pray. Say, Lord, I just I want to learn from you. Lord, teach me something. You ever see a passage in Scripture that you've read maybe a hundred times, and, and, and then you, you read it one day, and it comes alive to you. And you learn, and you say, I never saw that before. I've read this a hundred times. I've never seen that before. You ever have that happen? That's, that means we're learning. We're developing. And... and uh, you know, when we don't learn, we don't grow. We don't develop. If you and I refuse to learn, we'll never be any better than we are right now. But if we say, Lord, I want to learn from you. I, I, I want to learn a better way. And you know, the other thing I found is as I get older, I get more set in my ways. Come on now. I got a lot less amen and head nodding on that one. I wasn't looking for an amen from my wife on that, but. <laughs> I, I, I never like to have my sermons preached back at me, so this, this, I may hear this one back. But, but we get set in our way, and it's hard for us to learn. Lord, Jesus, I want to learn from you. I want to be more like you. Thank God for the progress that's been made. Thank God I'm not what I used to be. But Lord, I'm not yet the finished product. I'm not what you want to make of me. Lord, I want to learn. I want to learn a better way. That needs to be our heart. And so as we conclude this service, this message today, we ask the question, how can you lighten your load as you travel through life? I believe there are too many of us who are weighed down, who are burdened down as we make our way through life. How can we lighten our love? First of all, look to Jesus. You've looked everywhere else. You've tried everything else. Look to Jesus. Say, Lord, I'm carrying too heavy a load. I, I come to you to lighten my load. 
That simple step, it's amazing. It's amazing what the Lord Jesus will do. And then link with Jesus. Linking means giving up control. It means I'm going to be in relationship with you. I want to go move in the direction that you want me to move in. Link with Jesus. Be close to him. What would Jesus do? How would Jesus uh, respond in this situation? And then learn from Jesus. Follow his example. Lord, I want to be more like you. There's a lot to learn yet, amen? We stop learning, as I said, we stop growing. Let's be more like Jesus.